Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is A Lot To Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I have no idea what time it is because this is a podcast and we're listening to that whenever we do. Today is super awesome because right now we are on the 7 train with Rick McGuire of Subway Creatures, a massively, massively successful Instagram account that follows the weirdos and the cool people and the nut jobs. A but little bit of everything. A little bit of everything yeah. on originally the New York City subways, but now metros and tubes and whatever across the world. Welcome, Rick. Welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. So we are literally on the 7 train in the brand new Hudson Yard station heading towards Queens. So if we hear mariachi bands or people yelling or people telling us to shut the fuck up. Uh, stand clear of the closing stand doors, clear please. Of the closing doors, please. <laughs> that is the foibles of being on the New York City subway system. Rick, massive Instagram following. Uh, this is what people cultivate. This is what people spend years of their lives trying to do. How do we do it? You know, it's, a, it's the, probably the most common question. And uh, I love the fact that there really isn't any other place that this co- kind of content is aggregated, and I think that that was one of the benefits of the account growing. You mean your content? Right. Well, that and just the content, you know, everyone has cameras these days on their phones, and, you know, it's just just so happens my page is the one that they send all of the subway-specific stuff to, so that's what really, uh, you know, without, without the followers... I have nothing. What? So, but there was a ground zero. Where did you start? There was a ground zero. Um, oh, wait, let's just talk the genesis. When are you from a marketing uh, background? Are you from a social media background? Are you like, I see a gap in the social media landscape, so I'm going to harness it? Or are you like, hey, I just sort of like the weirdos on the subway systems? <laughs> uh, it, so, I actually have a production background. I've been a TV producer for about 10 years now. Um, and I got on board with this whole social media thing early. Uh, started, it actually, Subway just started as a website originally. And then Instagram came along a year later. And I started moving the content over there. And it just started snowballing. Uh, the content originally was stuff that I was shooting. I also, uh, you know, found stuff on the internet that I thought would be great to show. And uh, again, uh, it just the content spoke for itself and it just started growing and growing and growing to where it is now, which is a little over a million followers. That's insane. Um, and, and so, but again, you didn't, you sort of hedged the question. Did you target <laughs> this uh, th- from, from the website, from the onset from the website? Was it like, oh, I found something that is a cool niche. I'm going to harness it. Or is this something that just always piqued your interest? No, I did. Uh, I'm a huge people watcher. Gotcha. I, I love, and that's, that's one of the best things about living in New York City. Uh, you know, there's never a shortage of it. Uh, but I did notice 
uh, when I started this in 2011, that there was no, there there wasn't no pun intended a platform for this a kind platform. of content. Haha, <laughs> platform. <laughs> so you know, I, I was like, I need to start something where there, you know, there is a place where people can go to kind of. Uh, see all the craziness that there is. And it's not just craziness. It's strange. It's beautiful. There's there's a uniqueness that, you know, us as New Yorkers see in the subway every day. And the, the best part is that it, like you mentioned at the top of the show, it's not just New York anymore. It is international because there there is the tube in London. Yep. There, there are subway systems all across the U.S., um, we're not gonna, you know, discriminate against any of them. No, 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 no. That's and that's super cool. And right. and you know, you got the you've got metros in Paris, and you've got them in Moscow, and right. you know, uh, uh, just think of just think of how far you could go if Instagram were legal in China. <laughs> oh, because they have the largest metro systems on earth, other than New York is the longest and the most stops, but the largest per ridership. Are you know in. what? You believe it or not, I I have seen video from over there and. They have pristine subway systems. Because well, they're literally brand new. They're literally three years old. <laughs> like, and it's just all the big ch- giant Chinese boom. They didn't have a metro right. like in half of those cities four years ago. Those cities weren't there four years ago. You know? <laughs> Guangzhou was like a just a backwater, and now it is seven times larger than New York City. So that's a that's a that's a whole other. We could up. go down that rabbit hole. Exactly. Exactly. This, this will be well, a different kind of episode. And also, they're 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 not listening in China. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I keep ragging on China every so often in podcasts. I'm like, what? They're not going to listen, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you um, don't have a contingency out there. Ex- so. Exactly. Um, so yeah, people watching. So today's uh, this morning was uh, really cool because it was uh, part of a series. I did not know it was a series. It was the first time I had seen it, which is people sitting underneath subway ads that look. like like them <laughs> right and you know that that actually has been and you're talking when you say today's you're talking about the post the that, post that, that went up, up on the morning. account yeah, this morning yeah, yeah 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 um and you're right that's um something that accidentally started um someone sent me one picture of a guy sitting underneath a sign that looked exactly like him and so what i did was i put it aside and you know maybe a day later a, a week later all of a sudden I started getting a few more that of the same kind of content. Just through the zeitgeist. You just, never solicited this. Nope. It never, just happened that people never, were noticing exactly. this. Exactly. And I was like, wow, you know what? I could post all these at the same time. This is a pretty crazy phenomenon yeah. that I never realized. Um, so the first series came out. Uh, it did so well that... Um, I don't know if you're hearing this with the can, sound in the I background. I think we can hear it. I think we can hear it. I'll talk we'll a little it, bit louder. We'll fix it in post. You'll fix it in post. <laughs> uh, the the series, the first one, did so well that um, we were people, going around a turn. It, That's why the wheels exactly. got louder. Um, it did so well that uh, people who I guess had had pictures or videos saved on their phones immediately started sending ah, me more stuff. Got it. There we go. So it wasn't that it was necessarily that. It was that people noticed these things. You just gave them an outlet for it. Exactly. And now all of a sudden, bam, we have a part two, a part three. I believe this morning was now part nine. So it's just growing. And it's it's now gotten to the point where people don't think it's real. Uh, they think that these are staged. So I had to actually explain myself and say, I, I don't know if you guys understand, but the money, time, energy and resources that would go into setting this kind of a thing up for nothing. There's nothing in this form yeah. other than a couple thousand likes 
is just outrageous that you'd think that. Right. And people are like, yeah, I guess we didn't see it that way. That's a good point. Now, that sort of circles back to the social media maven sort of aspect of this, which I think a lot of listeners will be particularly interested in because what's, you know, what's, what's current in the world? Like every, every teenager wants to be, quote, the influencer, right? And you have found your voice. But what, you, what most people don't realize about you finding your voice is that you just said it. It took seven years right. to find a voice and find what works, right? right? So um, what are some of the realities of this? This is not, you don't just wake up and you post a couple and you go to sleep again. Correct. Yeah, because um, this is you. The, right. This is just you. Right. And there's, uh, that I is, mean, you hire people for other projects, but this ultimately correct. is you on your phone harnessing data, making posts daily, scheduled, et cetera, et cetera. Correct. And I think that that's a big misconception by a lot of the followers is that there's a team of people doing this and it's not, it's, it's just me. It is a lot of work. My day in, day out. Um, yeah. Let's first, walk through a day. The first, you wake up at the you, crack of noon. I, yeah, <laughs> I said, honestly, I, I wish, I, 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 I wish that was did. the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. uh, I, you know, I get up same time, eight, eight thirty every morning. Um, and immediately have to go to the phone because the other part of this is if there is a viral video in there, you want to be the first person that's posting it before all the other massive accounts get to it. Because someone else is someone, whoever is sending this video out there is probably sending it to multiple things where they think it will pique their interest, but you want to be the one who harnesses it. Exactly. You, because what comes with that is you get you get the credit from the bigger accounts if you're the first to post it. Right. Which, it helps your account grow. And right. that's, that's what... And of course, you're crediting get. the ultimate user who gave Absolutely. it. Yeah, that's, that's been a uh, big thing for me from day one. Well, and I think you have to. It, not, right. Not to Don't. go down the, the fuck Jerry's and exactly. the, the and, the and the fat Jewish. Like, yeah, those are... Those are corrupt organizations, and they get that reputation as such right. because of their unethical behavior with other people's content. Exactly, and I've never once tried to pass right. content off as if it's my own. Uh, I make it very clear uh, by tagging people. And, you know, there's there's a part that comes with that that, you know, that's that's an incentive for people to send content in because they're going to get credited and shouted oh, out wait, for this stuff. Oh, wait, wait. I've got one that I posted that never went anywhere on Twitter. <laughs> I've got cannibal rats. Oh, you got to send that over. I've got two rats, two rats, one rat eating another rat, and then another rat swoops in and they fight over the corpse of the third rat. All right. I don't, I don't know why you didn't send this I don't yet. know. I don't know. I've got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome. And everyone's like cheering. Actually, it's half. It's on a dead platform and half is disgust, half is cheering. I'll send this over to you. But that is the type of stuff that you don't see every day. Yeah. That, you know. Oh, fuck pizza rat. This is cannibal rat. <laughs> pizza Which, rat. Side note, not to go down this, this road. Yeah. Pizza rat is fake. That was no. a woman who goes, or an artist that goes by the name Zardulu, no. who has trained rats, and she trained them to drag the pizza down the stairs. Are you kidding Little me? Little side note that a lot of people don't know. Are you kidding me? No, 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 for real? She, she also did another one called Selfie Rat, where a rat, quote unquote, took a selfie of a sleeping guy on the platform that also was staged. Oh my God. What about the rat versus squirrel fight? Or was that pigeon versus squirrel fight? I forgot. There's so many rats versus pigeons versus squirrel fights. If it's a rat in the subway, there's a good chance it was Zardulu. No way. All right. Okay. Well, now I guess we get to the next thing, which is, 
um, everyone wants to become an Instagram influencer and they want those big sponsorships and blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't want to be gauche, but this is a living for you. So let's talk about monetization. Where's right. this come from? How does this happen? And I'm not saying this just for aspiring Instagrammers. I'm saying for curious people who like yeah, absolutely. Hope, hope to like, this is a real living these days, which is insane. It is. But yeah. you're filling the niche. so Right. And, and to go off of that, you know, regardless of the content or what the page is, they're, they're, when you have 1.3 million followers, you're making money. Advertisers, advertisers look at that and they say, okay, there's, there's that many people that are going to have eyes on something. Right. So let's get our brand in front of those people, especially with the demographic of the page, which is right in the heart of the 25 to 34 year old. Urban, urban, yeah, exactly. urban, affluent, disposable income. Uh, yeah, yeah it, exactly. it hits all the wheelhouses. It does. And, you know, when they, when they see it, the only thing that I try to say is let's make this native to the page. Let's somehow get whatever it is, your product, your brand, and let's incorporate it into a post. Right, right, right. Don't not so, go outside. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. I, don't, I don't want to be showing the kind of content that I am. And then all of a sudden there's a Cialis Add on the page. Right, 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 That's right, just right, totally right, 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 um, right. I, yeah. So where, where did so the advertisers with your amount of clout because clout's a real thing now apparently. Yeah. With your amount of clout, uh, when people attract are attracted to you, when advertisers are attracted to you, let's go through the processes. That uh, I'll make up a brand, you know. Dewey's Cola. Dewey's Cola comes up to you and like Dewey's Cola really likes the uh, Subway Creatures brand. How can we partner? Right. Let's go down that dialogue. What right. happens? Well, I can actually give you uh, an, a real example of yeah. what I've done. Is this um, going to be a plug? <laughs> it won't be a plug, but it's just it's it's this is the creative side of things which I love because I have a creative background in production. We so Netflix came to me yeah. and they were advertising uh, the the new premiere of uh, Arrested Development. Right. So th they came up with the idea to release fifty. Never Nudes, which is a character from Arrested Development. Yes, uh, Tobias. Tobias. Tobias Funk, I, Funky. I, I blew myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so going off of that, they decided to paint head to toe a bunch of blue people and have them run around the subway. Right. But to make sure that this went viral, they wanted me to go along, tag along, and get a bunch of video and right. put it up on the account. But transparent. You have to be transparent. Yep. I mean, especially in social media these days. So, you know, you, even though it's very native to the page and they're running around in the subway doing funny things, jumping in with uh, panhandlers and buskers and yep. playing instruments, um, you know, you throw, you have to throw hashtag ad in the yep, caption. Of course, of course. Yep. And, and, but, but it resonates with a lot of people in New York City. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe out of all the stuff in the subway, this is one thing that I missed. You know, I wish I was there for that. Right. And they, they all tag each other, and that's how things go and viral. That's how and things and go that's spiral how, it's how a successful campaign launches. And furthermore, the jump off point has to start with an account with 1.3 million exactly. users. Right. And then the eyeballs on extrapolate from there because your account is being retweeted and re-tagged re thousands right. upon thousands of times for each of your 1.3 million users. So exactly. even though your 1.3 million is what the advertisers look at as the jump off point. That's not actually where it goes because it's extrapolated out from there from each user. Exactly. Duplicating, so, duplicating, duplicating. Especially, so especially in, a, in an instance like that, um, you have to think, yeah, here are, here are the insights and the, the numbers from right. my account. But exactly what you just said, 
just think of the numbers exactly. on the other accounts that but, reposted or picked it up. But I guess that's an important point to bring to aspiring influencers and stuff like that, that you do need a critical mass to make yourself attractive 100%. in the first place. Because if you're just disseminating to your 20,000 users and then that trickles down from there, right. that's maybe a reach of... 150,000. Right. But if you're starting at a jump off point of 1.3 million, well, boom, there we go. Right. And, and in today's world, a lot of the, what they call now micro influencers, mm -hmm. um, they're actually targeted right. a little bit more because they know that those people, their audiences are hyper attenuated to that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. So that's, um, you know, that's why they're, they're pinpointed a little bit more. However, you can't ignore the large numbers. Right. And um, yeah. It's not easy growing an account these days. I was fortunate enough to get in before the algorithms kicked in and before Facebook took over Instagram. So the account was large enough at, before that happened. Nowadays, those algorithms kill everyone who are trying to build audiences. So it actually just genu gen generally reinforces the big boys. Exactly. That's yeah, what you're going to see in your feed in the first right, place. Right. Whoever's the big boy in the first place, the algorithm is going to force that down your throat. So to cut through that noise of the massive accounts is nearly impossible. It, it's very tough. It's very tough. So, but then there is a there is a way out of it, which is the micro influencers, and this is a relatively recent trend from what I've been reading up on, which is. A lot of brand influencers these days would, or a lot of brands these days would rather have a hyper-focused 50,000 follower account that gets exactly to the people that they want it to, rather than a broad blanket account that gets Casting to, a wider net. Exactly. exactly. Right. Um, and what are some of the industries and... and Give me a theme of, of one of these uh, hyper-targeted micro-influencers. Like, it can't be sneakers because everyone, everyone has sneaker accounts, you know? And right. it can't be like, I don't know. Give me an example. I don't even know. Well, so I guess a good example would be, you know, Jansport or Jansport, some kind of... Yeah. yeah. So they're going to go after one of those extreme sports outdoorsy type accounts <laughs> well jan sports are not extreme <laughs> but you know like the backpacking <laughs> yeah, 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 and that yeah. you know that that type of thing it it that audience is exactly who they're going to be going after um you know whether it's them or maybe even uh i don't know what's something similar um any kind of a like equipment that you know hikers use where right it's whether like backpacking uh, or camping ice, ice or, axes or carabiners right. or something like right. that so right so they're going to go after one of those really outdoorsy type of influencers oh i get thought like something like a company that makes skateboard trucks they just mm -hmm. make trucks and wheels. They don't make full skateboards, just right. trucks and wheels. And you get one hyper-targeted skater who uses those trucks and wheels. Boom. There right. you go. And there's also things that work against me. I mean, the name alone, Subway Creatures, there's a lot of brands that may not want to be associated with an account that's called Subway Creatures. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the content is a little risque, so maybe they don't want to be associated with that. Um, so th there are things that work against me despite having that kind of a number as, as an audience. Now, perfect segue, because you mentioned some of the risque. Uh, before we started talking, uh, you talked about, again, this is a one-man, essentially a one-man operation. Before we talked, you talked about some of the challenges that you have being a one-man operation. Right. And I started saying there's a lot of characters in your set pieces, a lot of characters in your posts. And uh, you brought something up. Yeah, so there there is an uh, an ethical side of this as well, where you know I do have standards. You know, I I really 
uh, stay away from the homeless. You know, you're not trying to exploit the homeless. You're also trying to uh, make a, a, a judgment call on mental illness compared to someone who uh, is just uh, what I call, quote unquote, a regular New Yorker who may just be looking for attention. Right. Um, it, sometimes it's <laughs> that's, very that's hard. Pretty much to, every New Yorker. <laughs> right. And sometimes it's very hard to distinguish the difference. However, there are a lot of people from the outside New York area who look at every person in a post as having a mental illness. Right. But they don't understand that. This is just this a character. Is this is this New York. Is a lot of these people are performance artists. A lot of them just want attention on the subway. Some of them are buskers just trying to get money. Yep. Uh, so they're doing things for attention for money. Um, so it's not that's not always the case. But it's very hard sometimes to make that distinction. And, and if are, the judgment call comes down. If the judgment call comes down, I mean, you usually want to go on the safe side yep. and just yep. say it's not worth it. Right. Um, it's like the guy in Central Park. Who wears the fedora? You know the guy, and he has uh, not Central Park in Washington Square Park. Wears the fedora, and he has a cat perch on his head. Yes, that guy. He's a very famous he's, character. He's a character, York. right? Yep. Or what was the name? Oh, what was the name with the dude who wore the purple robes, and he was a wizard, and he hung out on like Fourteenth Street? So he's still. What's he's, his, what, he's all over the place. Moondog. Moondog, right? I, that sounds familiar. I don't know his actual name, but he's. Oh, I'm getting pictures of him and videos of him sent to me all the time. He is also a regular character in New York who, uh, you know, I, that's another thing. You can only post the same person so many times before, before people are really like, like, yeah, we, well, get, we get it. it. He's we here. Get it. Yeah, he's one of the right. guys out there. Yeah, Exactly. So, you know, you try to you try to spread that out a little bit. Right. Um, but, you know, there, there's, there's the regular characters that I... You know, to make a point to the audience, I bring them on my podcast so they can kind of tell their side of things and tell the story, so people can see that they're not mentally well, ill or I crazy. Well, I like I like this, Rick, because you are you, twice you have reinforced ethics, right? And the social media landscape is notoriously unethical right now. We've got the um one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The battle between uh, Jamila, what's her face, from uh, The Good Place and the Kardashians, where she's like, uh, you are causing children to starve to death by by posting the your weight loss milkshakes and not saying that you have a personal trainer and a dietitian and a chef behind that, right? Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because they call them influencers for a reason. Right. You believe it or not, I mean, and I think I mentioned this, this to you before we went on air, um, they're, they're, to us, it just looks like numbers right. on a page. Right. But then when you actually start talking to your audience and you're, you're hearing, you're getting feedback, you realize... Stuff that you're posting and saying, actually, they they, they are listening and right. they are taking this in. So there's a responsibility, especially with an account that has 1.3 million followers. Yeah, there's a responsibility that you have 
that you need to make sure you're vetting stuff. You need to make sure that what you're putting up. I have a great example of this that just happened the other day. Someone sent me a video of a fire on uh, the L train platform Mm -hmm. on First Ave. Mm -hmm. Now, the video was sent in and it was two kids. They were the only ones on the platform Mm -hmm. standing around this this fire that had started. And they were taking pictures in front of it. So immediately you think there's no one else on the platform. These kids started a fire and they are now using that to take pictures to try and, you know, have this great Instagram video or picture. Right. So it turns out it was a homeless man who started the fire and then walked away. These kids were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And I irresponsibly posted that and they took a beating in the comment section for because people thought, thought that they, they were the ones it. who did it. Right. So I had to go back and correct myself. Correct it, retract and it. Be, and yeah. So that's that's an example of where you need to be responsible with a, a large account. Now we've yeah. got the other thing on the large account, which is, yeah, exactly. You thought or people thought that these kids started it for likes and for views. We've got the thing that... I correct me if I'm wrong, but you had some influence in the uh, that m- man kicking the hell yes. out of that woman. So, and there that's were a people great example taping as well. it, yeah, taping it, taping it, and not acting. I know that, uh, and I, I, I'm assuming I can speak for you on this. Why, watching that is just so upsetting from multiple angles. Not only is it a 78-year-old homeless woman getting kicked in the face, yeah. but you have, like you just mentioned, the people who are standing around just watching. And it wasn't, it wasn't one or two. It, it was, was a several crowd of phones them. were on. It was a crowd of them. And so that in that in an instant like an instance like that, um, actually the NYPD. I'm one of the few accounts that they follow that's not government related. Uh-huh. They follow my account and they reached out to me and they said we need your help. To because help catch this guy, because I remember watching you. I, you posted it right. several times. So I posted it. I put his picture out there. I put the video of it. And he's caught in hours. He was caught a couple hours later. Now I can't. I can't say that that was because of my account. Because it went many, many different. There were places celebrities as well. reposting that. Exactly. Um, there was a lot of news outlets. So I can't. I can't say that I was the the, the reason for that. However, I can only hope that I helped. Um, and luckily that, you know, that guy was brought in and he was captured and, you know, it, it, that's, that's what I said on my podcast. That's when social media comes together for the good. You know, you, you do hear a lot of bad things, a lot of these horror stories of how social media tears people apart. But this was one of the good things where everyone came together and was on the same page and we were able to find this guy and bring him in. And that's a great that's a great point because yeah, you 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 did some good there, but ultimately there's there's not a gravitas to this social media move not movement. It's now the fabric of our life. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but there's there's no there's there's sort of a lack of gravitas. But I I think you have harnessed that fine line between the two. I'm not blowing smoke at all. That. This is fun and games, mostly. Right. This is fun and games. This is random people watching uh, Made Big on your phone wherever you want to be because you couldn't do this ever before of unless you sat in New York and you watched the characters going up and down the subway. And right now we're on the 7 train. Uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this. A friend of mine wrote uh, either a PhD thesis or a senior thesis, I forgot, on 
Queens Boulevard and the 7 train and found that uh, I think of the 193 nations on earth 191 are represented and of the <laughs> of the 7841 major languages on earth uh, 6200 are 6200 are represented and like apparently the most diverse swath of humanity possible is the seven train in Queens Boulevard. And you know what? I not only agree with that, but I that's what I love about it. That's right? what I love about New York. That's what I love about the subway. Is and, and there are those moments where there are beautiful things that happen where, you know, you're gonna see all these people in one place together and, you know, it may not be documented because to us that's just every day. Right. But to a lot of people outside New York City they're they're looking in. They're like, wow, this really is the melting pot. Right. This is the this is the this is the cross section. Right. Like I don't I don't know if you guys know. Uh, I'm sure you do know how much of an enthusiastic New Yorker I am. I mean, I've read like more books on New York on Earth, and like I do make fun of every other. Are city. Are you a native New Yorker? I'm from Westchester, but I've now okay. lived in Manhattan for 21 years. 20 years. Oh yeah. So I think I I think I cut my. You uh, definitely. I did. think I cut it. Yeah. I, I made the cutoff. All right. Great question. What's the cutoff? Let's do this. So New Yorker to New Yorker. I, when are you real? I heard the ten years. Ten years is the gra- the graduation stage. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. No. You're, would you you're, Would you agree or disagree think, with that? I think ten years is. You could say, ten years is. You could say, yeah, I'm a New Yorker, comma, but I'm from, right? Right. Twenty years. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Like, like so. I think from zero to ten years should be, I'm from, but. But I live here. Mm-hmm. Ten years to twenty years should be like I'm a New Yorker, comma, but I'm from. Yep. So we reverse it, yep. and then twenty years on, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm full stop, right? Yep. I, you know what? I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I I'm think, looking forward to that day. I think that's, yeah, I got a little time to go, but it's, it's coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> time is accelerating. Um, what else do we want to talk about? We talked about the diversity here. We talked about uh, the seven train. We talked about social media influencing. Can we talk about, you know, a little bit of those numbers, like not getting into dollar value, but what kind of what kind of income generation and schedule can people expect from, you know, one point three million followers? Yeah. And absolutely without uh, obviously getting into those exact dollars, we don't don't know. There's enough. There's enough to uh, especially with that number to sustain, you know, Believe it or not, rent in the city, which <laughs> it sounds like no matter what your occupation is, it's hard to do. Every everyone has that challenge. It's like you're uh, you're a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar a year investment banker with a two point one million dollar bonus, <laughs> and you're still like, the rent's too damn high. Right. Well, you know what we do as New Yorkers, we we always like to max out our budgets on everything. So right, the y- second you get that bonus, you're right. like moving up to new apartment. <laughs> Maybe don't do it quite yet. Maybe right. wait a little bit. I am I'm very guilty of that myself. Uh, I'm rent stabilized, so I don't care how much money I make. God. I'm staying in that that's apartment. That, that's that 20 years that you came in. And oh, re- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've been in that apartment for 10 years now. There you go. But I've been here. Wait, how long have we been here? 20 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. 19, 2001, 2001. Oh, let's round up. Let's yeah, round up. 20, 19, let's round up. 18, 18. Uh, but yeah, so so even putting ads aside from the account, you know, I also have a podcast, which you can run the ads on that. Um, another thing that we're starting to do are live podcasts which you can do from venues, whether it's comedy clubs, bars, uh, clubs, and you can you can get a percentage of tickets coming yep. through the door. Yep. So there are multiple ways that I've figured out of, of being able to monetize off of this. Um, 
the the problem that what's working against me now is um you know when when you think influencer you think of a person who can be a spokesperson for for a brand or a product i am not the face of subway creatures no one necessarily knows who i am right so that works against me because if i come out and say hey like you used before an example uh, coke drink coke because rick mcguire says that's not going to work right because no one knows who rick mcguire is right and if subway creatures does it it's it's not necessarily the same as getting you know like you said one of those micro influencers who people know who that person right. is so that actually works against me when it comes to being able to do face you know face to customer uh, advertising um, so it has to be a little more over a, a broad spectrum um, where you're trying to, like I said before, integrate these products into posts. So, you know, you're not, I'm not getting the full uh, value, I would say, out of the 1.3 million followers because right. of reasons like that. Or as if you were, you know, that teeny bopper who did right. the thing there and is on the thing, then boom, there you go. Because she can literally get pegged to be like... Buy Clairol, and then there Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, and you know, there's the other thing about the audience. You know, the the age of the audience. You know, I I do have that nice, uh, twenty five to thirty four year old demographic, which is awesome. But there are, you know, I don't have the younger audience, which grew up on social media, right? Which, you know, maybe some of these, you know, they talk about. Uh, what was it? The Kylie Jenner, uh, Kylie Jenner's of the world, who are now the first billionaire. Yeah, under under, under thirty. Under thirty, and, she's, and I think she's twenty one. So that's because of. The, the her peer her, group her her peer group yeah and every single one of them are on social media and not just one platform they're on Snapchat Instagram you know all all these platforms platforms that are, are defunct I mean the platforms there's new what's the new one some new one just came out and there's a TikTok which TikTok is, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah, now yeah. videos yeah you know it's it's wild so you know th- there's those type of situations where no kidding she's gonna put a post out of her drinking some herbal tea and every little girl is going to go buy it and she can get paid a million dollars by that tea company to just post it, which is insane. But that's how it works these days. Jeez. I mean, that's, it is insane because we're not native to it. I mean, it's I, a new thing for I, us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I interviewed a guy who was a venture capitalist in Southeast Asia and um, he, Justin spoke of how innovative the app ecosystem is in Southeast Asia because we went from desktop to dial up to laptop to normal phone to smartphone and all of Southeast Asia went zero to smartphone. Yeah. Can you imagine that? They are native to the smartphone ecosystem. So they don't think of it because we still think of our apps as programs within a computer. They don't right. think of it that. They think right. of it as you press a button, and when you open up that button is your dating website, your car rental site, your hotel site, and your groceries all on one button. They have no idea the struggle that, that we, we all, have, that we have that them the all. The dial-ups of not being able to be on the <laughs> exactly. phone when someone's on the internet. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> you logged me off. You logged me off. Um, but, yeah, the, the fact that Southeast Asia is completely native to the mobile ecosystem means they think of this whole thing totally different than we do as you know not middle age but as less less young people and now we've got this whole generation who are now who have come to come of age they're 18 or if you're 18 or 16 years old 
when did the iPhone come out? 11 years ago, yeah. 12 years Can you ago. Believe that? You were four yeah. years old when the iPhone came out. Right. So by the time you're six, you had the iPhone 3. I think that was my first one. That's I think my crazy. first one was the 3GS, yeah, right? I think mine was a 4. Yeah. Um, that's so crazy. I, that's, that's you know, while we're on the topic of advancing technology and how crazy it has it's, it's gotten, um, I have a, a good story for that. There was someone who sent me a video. I don't exactly remember what it was, but they sent me a video. They were on a train just like we are on the 7 train, which was above ground. And that's important only because they had service on their phone. Yep. They sent me the video of the person sitting directly across from them. I got it almost in real time. I posted it. This person was still sitting across from the person while this was breaking on the inter- on Instagram. And, they, and they immediately messaged me. They go, I had to get off the train because I was still sitting across, across from that from the person, person while you posted it. If they went on your page and saw it, they would know that I was, I was the, the one, one who, who posted that video. it. Because my mind was blown well, because when I heard that. We're on the seven train. We are above ground. We're on the seven train local, which is notoriously long. So if you're on this for you know 25 stops, you're on this for what, 47 minutes or something like that. Yeah. If, if you're going to Shea, Sta- Shea Stadium, there I go. I dated myself. If you're going to City <laughs> Field on the local, you been are. That long. That's okay. You are. Uh, if you're going to City Field on the local, you are on this for 45 minutes. So I could imagine taking a photo, seeing it on Instagram, being like, "Gotta go. Gotta go. Next stop. <laughs> or at least walk to the other end of the car. Yeah, you got to get out of there because you, you know you don't know the reaction. That's funny. That's funny because you do you do this too. Like, I one of my things about New York is people come into my bar and they're like. It's so weird because once you're in the bar, New Yorkers are just normal. I'm like, of course we're just normal because you just don't bother us when we're on the sidewalk. Do you pull right. over on the freeway? Do you, do you park your car diagonally across the freeway in Nebraska and get out and ask for directions? No. Right. You get off at a rest stop and you ask the guy at the gas station at the rest stop. So you don't do that on our sidewalks. Those are, but they're right. like, blah, 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 blah. And, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, I know where I was going with this. You, I'm sure you've done this, Rick. You've been in the subway and, you know, you're reading your book or you're glued to your phone or you're listening to music and staring off to space. And then you look up and you look over and you see someone, you know. Oh, yeah. What do you do? all the time. I, t- personally, duck, I look Duck down, my head. Duck my head. I, I duck my head. Duck my head. And I try to make, I think we're about to get a busk. we're going to get busketed. Bus- busketed. Yeah. Busked. Um, I was hoping we ran into this, actually. Yeah, me this too. Is, this is like m- me and my element right now. But um, that's just the background noise that you may may or may not hear on this. But uh, yeah, we as New Yorkers always are avoiding the, the the person we work with. Yeah, you know, it's like oh god, because then I have to talk to them. I have to make small talk, and you don't know how long they're going to be on for. Oh my god, if they're on for the like worst. way too long, and even if it's like a really good friend of mine, I'll be like, not right now. It's so true. Like not okay, not a really good friend, but a good friend. If it's a good friend, I'd be like, nah, I don't really want to do this right now. It's very true. And Austin, you know, there there is a thing about New Yorkers that you know we have this this mentality of earphones in, heads down. Yeah, absolutely. Which uh, sometimes that's that's for the best, but there are other times where you're missing the world around you. Oh yeah, and there are some awesome things that happen that you're not. You're not taking in like right now. I mean, um, I if I were to rank my buskers, I would rank. Uh, well, let's do that. Let's do that. That's yeah. oh, I've got number one, and it's easy. It's the mariachi guys. They're really? the best. 
They really? are they are my number one. They harmonize. They usually have three or four instruments. They're all talented players. I come from a musical background. They're number one. The three the three guys with one's got like a bass, one's got and two have guitars and they, they harmonize. Those are my those are my number ones. When those guys are in, head up, earphones out. There you go. See, I, I feel that way about the the old school. We call them the OG singers. The old school guys who come on. The doo-wop guys. The doo-wop guys Those are, are guys my are favorite because they're really good. Yep. And obviously, you have to be talented just to get people's attention anyway. Yep. But those guys, even though they are doing it as, a, as like a busking way, in a busking way, they're also, they, they do it because they love it. They're having a good time. They yeah. are. And you could tell these yeah. guys grew up together. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I could just be making that generalization in my head, but that's what's what I, I feel like. That's the vibe they're giving me. There's one There's one group of doo-wop. I think we're probably talking about the same group of doo-wop Motown guys. Mm-hmm. They're probably in their, generously, early 60s, right? Yep. Those, those, are, those guys are... Those guys are the best. Absolutely. Um, I'd say the worst are the Showtime people. Those are probably my, show, my least I think favorite. That's, I think that's everyone's worst. That's I a think show, yeah, I, but, when, but they're great on the platform. Well, that's what I... You but know, those are the organized Showtime why, guys. Why do they need to... I mean, I understand there's polls and everything, and they do it on the subway. But, you know, they're also the tourists who love every minute of it. But there's the, the, the regular New Yorkers who... It's just, just they, not right they now. tell you to move. Just not right now. They t- you know they just it's not just right the loud now. music. There's there, someone's gonna get kicked in the head. And and then there's there's all the lead up to the ultimate. It is showtime, and it's it's like oh he did a spin around a pole. I'm like no, there was nothing cool about that. Like I could do that. Well, well I can't do it. I'm not gonna lie. There are a couple of a couple of those groups that are pretty talented. You're like wow okay you just swung from the ceiling somehow and narrowly avoided people but at for the most part it's just oh man it's it's annoying mariachi's still my number one i'm gonna stick with that and my my number two is the incongruousness of a crazy classical musician on the platforms now those i don't know if everyone knows this rick but uh those people provide are provided with permits, and you have to go through a yep. really rigorous audition process. What do you know about that? Um, so the process, uh, I believe the, the uh, program is called Underground New York. And like you just said, you actually have to audition to get the permit. Um, and what the permit allows you to do is when you go to the spot that you have to reserve, I believe it's like maybe a month in advance, you can kick people out who are there mm-hmm. and legally perform without the cops bothering you. Mm-hmm. Now, the cops may come and tell you to turn the music down or, you know, sometimes they just monitor. But for the most part, you're legally allowed to be there, whereas you'll get chased by the cops if you if you don't have one of these big banners. Because what they what the program does is they give you a banner with your name on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You yeah, hang yeah, up exactly. behind you. And that's how the and cops know no, you're official. that you're official. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I love that you have to audition because it's not just letting anyone in. Um, you know, and sometimes that's what it is. There's, um, there's, <laughs> there's a, uh, what's, what's his name? There's a guy who's famous for going car to car. He's called, the, I believe he's called like the music assassin or something like that. Ooh, I don't know if I know so this what one. what he does is, and people have found really clever ways of busking or getting money from people. So this guy has a saxophone and he goes car to car, just blasting it's not even music. It's just noise through the saxophone. And he goes, I will stop if you pay me money. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen him. And 
and people How have pay I not him. seen him? And he will sit there and he'll just blare on his saxophone. And you know when you when you just blare out of an instrument to the point where it's like a squeaky loud noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it, yeah. you're just everyone. It's like a piercing sound. Yeah, yeah. It's so this is what board. he does until people pay him to stop. So That's they've found ways to kind of hijack subway cars and get money out of people. Um, where you know you kind of want to give it to him for creativity. I mean that's pretty. However, however, yeah, you're like there's God. A, that is just there's that's a, awful. There's a yes, but, and there have been so many great moments in the subways. Like you've got that one um, couple years ago, the uh, crazy trombonist. Right, it was the Union Square station, I think. Okay. Um, it was this awesome trombonist, and it went like psycho, psycho. Are we, are we at City Field already? Oh my God! Actually, that was one of the fastest seven train rides I've ever had. It Usually, was. holy crap! <laughs> you know what I was wondering, which I, I can even check after this. I was wondering if, because of what we're doing here with these very fancy mics that you have, yeah. if I, we're going to wind up on subway creatures, that ourselves. would be the irony of irony. You know that's happened we were. to me once. You've you've ended up on your own. I someone sent a video of me, and it, it was funny because. I was with a friend of mine, and we were, it was a holiday season, and I had these ugly Christmas sweaters that I was trying to make a pitch for. So we were like, oh, let's, again, let's, let's integrate get a group it. of us. Let's and, yeah, integrate it yeah. into the page. So I looked, I tried to act like I was a drunk guy wearing an ugly Christmas sweater, and I laid down on the floor, and I had him take a picture of me. Someone else Took was also taking a picture of, of me. So you'd, you can imagine the look on my face when I opened my emails and, and there was a picture yourself. of myself and I was like, wow, okay. So maybe it worked in a, in a way that, you know, this is how these viral marketing campaigns work sometimes. And I think, what are we doing? There is a train, train in front of train us. Traffic. Yeah, train traffic. Train traffic in front of us. Oh, yeah, likely story. We've been flying. Where, is the train? <laughs> where, where could there possibly be a train? Whatever. Um, I think that's the perfect. Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna have Rick on again. I think this I think this is the perfect <laughs> time to end this program where we uh, ask people to contribute. How do they contribute to Subway Creatures, Rick? Uh, you can either uh, there is a email that is linked on the Instagram account. You can also uh, direct message me whatever video or photos you have. Uh, I am always going through that content. Like I said, I'll probably be going on into it after this just to see. If anyone did take any videos or photos of us because we are doing something a little out of the norm with these mics in our faces, <laughs> but um, that's the fun part about doing this. You know, you never know what you're going to see when you open up those uh, those emails or, or messages. This is excellent. Uh, Subway Creatures is on Instagram. Are you on Twitter too? Twitter, Facebook. All of the things. All of the things. And it is a really, things. really fun account. And again, it's not just New York anymore. It's worldwide. It's global. But always remember, like, uh, like Rick said, be ethical and be mindful of what you're sending. Don't be exploitative. Right. Don't be... Uh, don't... Uh, promote violence or or anything uh, nefarious. Right. Uh, let's keep it fun and let's be good and happy as we go down this social media rabbit hole. Absolutely. Rick, thank you so much. And we're going to get off at City Field. This is awesome timing. Thank yep. you for having me. Bye-bye. Great timing. Perfect. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.